we said that relative deprivation is a Marxist materialist theory. Marxist materialist theory. That says that in societies where you have a high amount of income inequality, high amounts of poverty, ex will experience high amounts of crime and violence. crime and violence. So as a social worker, part of you as a as a theologian, whatever the okay, the, the kind of degrees that you guys are involved in and you guys are doing here at Jamaica Theological Seminary prepares you to do to do field work, social work, or to encounter with as a professional with people to you part of your work here is is empowerment work is and part of that involves connecting people with resources and we talk about but that's but relative deprivation talks about limited resources or the lack thereof so then you spend part of your time trying to connect people with resources which has sometimes which have a lot to do with how people view themselves and how they live But then we're talking about what you go to and you look at society and but we talk and, and what certain societies have to deal with. And how the socioeconomics of society can also affect its cultural expressions. We talk about one of the, uh, the one of the best uh, they, they do some research, I think travel, some travel, um, travel agencies do some do re do do conduct data every year to see the best country to travel the best places to travel or the most peaceful country the most ideal countries and they always talk about finland and the scandinavian countries and then you start to study social work there you start to look at the issue of period poverty period poverty where girls lack certain menstrual resources and if you look at the Herflow Foundation and Shelly and Weeks, who is the executive director, who I, had a I interviewed her for the podcast and for some of our shows and I published it in an article, Shelly and Weeks talked about the problem that she had to face. The problem she faced with churches, with the church, based on the ideology, her work, part of her, of Shelly and Weeks, Shelly and Meeks, or Weeks, whatever her name is, part of her work involves providing awareness to people in society and and also helps to and helping to end period poverty, which affects edge, which affects girls' ability to access education, which will prepare them for which prepares them for um, for the world of work. And you know, one of the points we said women are the stalwarts in society in the caribbean in black communities they work they hold up the family we talk about you know we live in a match we live in a a, a, a man's world with mass well, a lot of masculine posturing but when it comes down to the family and keeping the family together 
that is it's matrifo it's very matrifocal and many homes lack a, a male presence and a woman and the woman has to work hard in order to make ends meet and but when you have issues of period poverty it affects their ability sometimes to get meaningful employment because they lack the kind of access or maybe during school so she talks about the period the issue of period poverty and of course one of the united nations sdg goal 2030 sdg goal sustainable development goal by 2030 is to is to act to get rid of poverty and poverty is is, is poverty is somebody earns less than two dollars fifty us per day then that person is poor Ho hold on Ricardo, you call me the same time every night when I'm teaching. When as soon as I start teaching, you call me on a Monday. <laughs> I know I am doing a lecture. You can join the class if you like. But We haven't started class, but in a sense we have, because I'm making a powerful point about Caribbean thought and the work of Caribbean thought and professionals and as social workers, counselors and so on and what we do and how, and we talk about, I was just making the point about relative deprivation and how socioeconomics and society creates other social problems that you have to deal with. And so sometimes it's good to to explore and then as I read some of you some of your work your reflection papers interaction papers and as we study Haiti as a case study as a case study it was quite powerful studying Haiti as a case study some some of you talk about the problem how we're going to fix the problem and the difficulty of fixing the problem one paper and then I I read a paper right after that that talks about fixing the problem so I you know actually how I marked it, how I read the papers today was quite inept, actually, and quite interesting because I read a paper that asked a question and then the following paper I was reading answered the question. So it was quite, I found that to be um, uh, Keisha Richardson's paper was full of, I loved Keisha's paper. She, she thought provided solutions to the Haiti issue. And um, we'll spend some time. I, I want to spend for between seven thirty to eight o'clock. I want to. I want the, the following students to to discuss briefly their paper and what I and how I responded. Romain, Dane, and who was it? Keisha and then Judine. Okay. Um, some of you might be. Um, I did not. Maxine, I didn't get to you yet. Suja, I didn't get to you yet. Sasha, I didn't get to. Wait. But, but the only persons in the class is Dane. Um, I didn't get to Nike. Nikaila or Kayon Russell's paper as yet, but um, I should finish it by tonight. But because I, I read very fast, I go through things very quickly. It takes me one hour to read all your work. Um, but I had just started. But this week has been very busy. But I'm making the, a very important point here Marxist relative about the issue of deprivation, income inequality, and how that creates other problems in society and the work that you have to do. And so it's very important to, to also. To, and, and we talk about solutions and issues. And then, of course, your work in terms of providing resources and also doing the work, the, the empowerment work in terms of reorienting people. Sometimes it's an ideological 
people's lack, people's problems stem from ideological assumptions, which the work of critical thinking helps to dispel. And we are doing the work of critical thinking in this class as post-colonial subjects who have to deal with Caribbean people and people of color have to deal with a lot. So we are, so this is, this is very important, but we're gonna get into that in a second. We will start class in about, um, it's, oh, we have only eight persons are here. Um, so I am going to, uh, hopefully by seven, 7.30, everybody's here and then we can officially begin. And when we begin, I really want to, um, I want to quickly go over um, some papers that I have marked. If we can, um, you guys can quickly discuss it within 20 minutes. Then we will talk about one, three, four very important issues that's happening in society. In fact, you guys will get a chance to participate. In fact, since, no, since the students are not here as yet, all the students aren't here as yet, and we're waiting for at least three more. I know one, one student has surgery. And we will pray for her as well. There's a student that's dealing with, uh, who was it? Was it somebody sent me a text? Was it Keisha or somebody said that they're in surgery and they want to come to class today? Um, and Keisha, we want so. Keisha and Ke oh, Keisha. We want to pray for Keisha. We want to, we want to lift her up before the Lord, before God. Okay, we want to pray that she is, that she, they, I do not particularly like Jamaican health system. I'm sorry, I don't. And for those of us, some of you don't know me, and maybe Chantel might have read a little bit about me and heard, you know, she and I shared a little bit about what I'm going through in terms of my mom and what my mom and our family have to be dealing with. My mom, she, you know, she in 20, what, 2017 or 18, she did surgery for cancer. But even before surgery for cancer, cancer, they were treating her for shingles when, sorry, they were treating her for something else when she had shingles and it all and it got it got to stage four or almost got to stage four but it was bad and luckily and if let me tell you that is why the gym let me some you know sat, you know, i'm going to share something that happened today on i shared to talk to somebody on linkedin i made a response on linkedin somebody from a health newspaper talk about oh it's get rid of fake news and science tried to make it seem as if they are they are the authority no one is the Based on this class, then you realize you study everything, even religion, even your pastor, even the politicians, the leaders. You take nothing for granted. The things that we thought were authority, even those things you should, you must also examine and explore. The doctor says something and you run with it. <laughs> okay. They were treating her for something else. And I just, and when we, and then by the time when we did our, finally I said, you know, enough is enough. We started to do our own investigation. And we have realized that it's something else. And they were treating her for something else. And we had to switch the doctor. We had to call. I was pastoring Andrews United Church at the time. I had a lot of medical doctors. I spoke with him with some medical doctors that I have in Mandeville. And they said, no, man, that sounds like shingles. Then my twin brother, he was in the U.S. at the time in Jersey, spoke with some of his medical friends here, doctors, and they said, "Wait, no, that is that shingles." Then we confirmed it shingles. Then we took her. Then we took her up to Andrews, and um, doctor something I don't remember the name, and it was shingles. They said, "Hey, it has to be shingles." And she said, "Yes, it's shingles." <laughs> but it took us three different doctors before we could find out that it's shingles. 
and they were treating her. It almost got because shingles can lead to blindness. It can affect your ability to walk. Okay, so we are going to pray for guidance. And I'm going to talk to you about another health-related issue, the thymus. There is limited research. That little research is done about the thymus. The thymus, right? Most women have the thymus. And they diagnosed my mom as having some kind of thymoma. Little research is done. But let me tell you, I tell you, I'm a researcher. I research everything. I love to do research. And there's a way you do it. You do research everything. They cut my mom's heart, half of it, or how all of it, and then was tricking us, the doctors. When they, they knew that they cut her heart. Sorry, not her lungs. They didn't cut, they cut the moth that they said she had. It was the lungs that they cut. They cut her lungs in 2018 doing surgery because they said she had cancer. She had slight pain in her back. But, you know, once, once you have chicken pox and it's treated, it never goes away. They, when you talk about chicken pox, chicken pox is never cured. It is treated. Once you have chicken pox, you will, it will always be in the bloodstream. Okay? It will always be in the bloodstream. So, they, and there are health-related issues that continue over time. And as you get older, it becomes worse. If, if, you, if it's not taken care of, and it may come with pain, then, okay? Dane says shingles later. <laughs> yes, sir. Everybody I know who have had shingles had chicken pox when they were younger. Yes. They are connected. So when in 2018, you know, she in 20, well, 20, 2008, she had had shingles and then we realized that we didn't know it was shingles, but then we realized it was shingles. Now, forward 2016, 20, 2017, she started having these back pains. Back pain, back pain. And then she went to, um, she had back pain and then she didn't know what it was and they were treating her for all kinds of different things. Then they took her x and said, oh, 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 you have Oh, there was something growing up. Then they said, oh, it's cancer. Or first of all, they didn't say it was cancer at first. They said it was some moth or thymoma, the thymus. Then they rushed her into surgery. But they cut her heart, her lungs. I was not involved in the process at the time. They were, I was not involved. I wasn't as aware of what was going on. I was here in the U.S. So anyways, they, they cut her heart, her lungs. And the doctor was like, look, look at this big, look how big the moth was. It was, they took, and my, my twin brother sent me the image and said, it was huge. The thing that I took out of, it was huge, right? Then we realized that she, the thing started to spread. She said, oh, they start to spread. And I don't know, some dips to develop some problems. And then, of course, the next thing we know, we, we bring her, we brought her here to the U.S. and she's here now and so on. Um, treatment we did chemo radiation then chemo again and you know but um i tell you i put down some prayer <laughs> oh my i'm telling you man i prayed because i believe in the power of divine intervention that's how i am i believe in the power of divine intervention god will intervene and sometimes you don't even see it, but he is intervening i'm telling you that he will okay when you pray don't pray sleeping when you dream don't dream sitting Believe and have faith, but, but stay away from the naysayers, okay? Now, it's a very important point I'm about to make with my mom. Can, the, the thymus, what is the thymus? 
when women are born, they're born with much, they're born with that particular. We men don't really have the time, but women have the time, which I'm coming to understand. And it helps to produce extra cells, enzymes that fight can that help. I mean, white cells and so on. But when you you don't need it after a certain age. But for some when you get older, but for some reason at 69, my or 68, my mom was still kicking. It, she still had the timers. So that people they didn't understand the timers and not much research is done, but some places they know what it is. Now we are learning that probably what they cut it was the lungs. It wasn't in the mouth, but they hide behind each other. Yes. And when people don't take accountability for their actions, the foolishness continues. The foolishness. Okay. Continues. Bad medicine continues. Yes. Bad politics continues, yes? When people are not held accountable. I was watching a report and did some reading. I realized what the time was. was. We don't have much time to get into that. I'm going to probably cut short. But because that's for another day, I'll talk to you guys about this. I learned about the time was, did some study. You go and do some study about the time was. The time was supposed to fall off, but hers didn't. But the time was is good, to be honest, because it helped to produce extra fighting cells but other parts of the body but it's all over the body but that you know you so it but the fact that she had it and it's kicking it's great i mean it's she must be blessed that's you know but they they try to remove it and then it creates further problems for her they were trying to kill her it's as if the bad medicine made almost so i'm, te so I'm telling you i don't trust the medical system in 11 because of bad yes he was stubborn he doesn't like now i'm not going to tell you i don't like medical science but the thing is i would i like to corroborate so i'm going to go to different scientists i'm going to go to different medical people i'm going to do my research widely i'm going to research widely i'm going to get the naysayers and the haysayers and the in-between everybody and then formulate my own judgments and opinions okay so in 2010, 11, my, my father really, he was stubborn. He didn't like to go to the doctor. So he was trying to treat himself, um, damaged his, I think, multiple sclerosis or something. And he was supposed to go to the dialysis, but, but it was too late. They put him, they, they did not, they could have treated him for dialysis. They did not. They could have put recommended dialysis. They did not. Okay. But of course, he was a bit, he was dragging his foot. Men don't like to go to the doctor in Jamaica. I mean, so men don't like medicine or doctor. I don't know why, but men don't. So he, and then um, I think part of the problem is that he, my father drank too much bitters. Can't talk about being and, um, and the culture. He was always drinking bitters. I mean, we were younger, lots of bitters, and they force you a beat if you don't drink your bitters. They, okay, the bitters are a single Bible or, or bitter wood. They just come from a back of, no, it's good. They're powerful, but there's a way you, you take those things. You can't, too much of anything is not good, okay? But he was, so he was taking too much bitters, in a sense, wash out. Those things can destroy your inside over time if you take too much. You can't, you can't wash out yourself too much. You can't be too clean on the inside. But anyways, he, so that, so then when he realized he had a problem, he was sick, he did the same thing that he was already doing, took more bitters, bitters on top of bitters, created even okay which further created further problems for himself so you know anyway eventually he died and um but you know he still could have been saved and then I, and then forward on my mom 
mystery. So, you, so, so we are praying that Keisha, that God would guide, keep, um, guide, um, guide the, the, the surgeons and the doctors that are treating her. That He will intervene in, 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 in the diagnosis and in the surgery, and that she will come out victorious. We pray that whatever problems, and even now we come before you, God, on behalf of our sister, our classmate, our fellow academic and scholar, Keisha, who is unable to make it to class today because she is currently undergoing surgery in Jamaica. We pray that you, we, I just shared with the students some instances where of some experiences that me and my family have had with medical, with the medical, medical people in Jamaica. We pray, Lord God, that you will intervene. We pray that you will guide the doctors, that that they will not make, make mistakes and provide mistakes. Cover her and the leading doctor right now. Give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus, because you are the omnipotent God. You are the omniscient God. You are the omnipresent God. You are than that which nothing greater can be conceived. Even now, as she lay in that bed. Even now, O oh God, may you bring her healing, restoration, and comfort. Surround her with your power. Somebody experienced something and wrote it in, the, wrote it in a book which is now in the Bible. They wrote this experience, and I'm not going to make light. We are critical of people of certain interpretation, but yet still it's a powerful, but yet still all perspectives are to be explored. And somebody wrote this in scripture because this was their experience, probably. And maybe and we draw from those experiences. The angels of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. Knock and it shall be opened. Seek and he shall find. Ask and it shall be given. Have I ever asked for bread and given you stone? Those were the experiences of certain people with the divine and they, and, and they penned that experience in a most powerful way. And we draw from that. So if others can experience it, we can experience it. May she experience your power. May she experience your love and your divine touch. We tell you thanks for her healing. We tell you thanks no, for her recovery. And we pray, Lord God, that you will use this as an opportunity to grant her even more favor. That you will use it as a way to help her to continue to realize her dreams and her visions and her goals. Grant her your grant her favor even now. Bless her, and we, I don't know if there's are financial issues to be considered, but I pray that if she have financial issues regarding that, you will cover them. We tell you thanks. Open up our minds as we begin this class. Open up our thought processes. Empower us to serve others. Empower us to facilitate critical thinking and journey with us, with us throughout this process. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We will take a five-minute break.
and then we will come back. Once we come back, we will talk. I want to go. I'm going to go over three papers that I marked today. Today, um, which I think, mm, I think that is important. I think I remain is remain here. No, he is not. He wrote his paper was quite interesting. Dane was quite interesting. I wrote Dane here. Dane was the second paper I was going to go through. Um, and um, and Keisha, but I, I appreciate everybody's paper. I really I really do. It was quite powerful. Dane provided an interesting perspective, which I want to um, explore. Um, it was a very interesting. I like how his connections with some points, with the price of freedom and oppressive policies and so on and so forth. It, it was, and um, I will probably have him. Um, I don't think we're going to have time to probably share the entire papers. I, I'm not going to have time anymore. So what I'll do, I'll just share some of my thoughts that I had for, or, or, um, but he made some important points, which I find was quite, if I can find, when I find it, I'll just share it with you guys. Um, Romain also um, made, I made an important point. So we'll take a five minutes break. We come back at 7.45 and we'll begin, we go into the lecture by just quickly reviewing. Um, in the next five minutes, you're going to see a poll question that I'm asking you to respond to, a poll question um, and, the, and you guys can respond to it. And once, when, once the poll ends, then that means we will begin the lecture. Okay, all right. We'll be right back. You have four to five minutes to do this. Um, I would like every all this. What is going on? I would like all the students to do this. Um, what is? Um, okay, hold on. Okay, my phone was going off. Um, my my phone hasn't been working all day, and suddenly it's working. <laughs> but um, the I have a poll. What is or are the greatest threat or threats to humanity? What is or are the greatest threat or threats? to humanity. And um, I have China and Russia, World War III, artificial intelligence or cryptocurrency. Okay, so that is the question. In fact, when you guys are finished, you guys, uh, you know, I should have asked you guys to discuss it amongst yourselves and create a breakout. No, but, but, but that's fine. We're not going to create a breakout group. Um, but um, I want to see your response to that uh, when we, uh, I want to see your response to that. Wait, hold on. There is a problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I make, did I, is there an error? No, no, no. Okay, hold on, guys. There is a problem. There's a problem with this, with my, um, I am going to edit this poll. There's a problem with it. It's not, uh, hold up, hold up, guys. Oh, my God. End poll. Uh, Duplicate, edit, speak like crazy. Mm -mm. <laughs> what are they doing? Control X, add choice, control V. They make this thing so ridiculously dumb, can I tell you? Sorry, um, it's 
you gonna you guys gonna <laughs> you guys gonna have to do this all over because that particular poll is absolutely inaccurate. And I was actually I don't know it's the way how Zoom the layout the layout on Zoom is ridiculous. It's dumb. It's you know what is or are the greatest threat or threats to humanity. The, the question is, what is or are the greatest threats to humanity? World War III, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, China and Russia. China and Russia was one of the options. Okay, so um, um, that was the way how they have it laid out with the boxes. They have to change that. I notice it's not, and, and um, Zoom is not the only part. The algorithm, they need to change. The algorithm is confusing. It, it makes you, it, you use up more time fixing it the way how it, the way they have the layout. Um, but uh, what is the greatest threat to humanity? World War Three, AI, crypto, or China and Russia? Um, greatest threat to humanity. Okay, so let me save that. Sir, I have a question. The question is, what is or are? However, is a single choice? No, because um, I'm going to explain in a second. Hold on. Uh, save as new. Great. Um, wait, what? Uh, okay, this one I'm going to delete it. Delete. Okay, there we go. I haven't launched it yet. Okay, let me launch it now. There we go. I launched it. There's a reason why I said what is or are because are because I have China and Russia. Some of you might say China and Russia, so that would be an R. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you guys want me to do that? You guys want to do a kind of a multiple thing? Hmm. Maybe, I mean, later, I mean, when we discussed it, probably you could tell me what your second choice would be, okay? But um, for now, just one choice answer. But I said, what is or are? Because some of the responses, the options um, is two, like China and Russia, you know what I mean? I put that in one. All right, um, we'll be back in a second. Let me see what, what um, so we have, we, we had 13 persons in the class, but now we only have 11, who is missing? Did, oh, by the way, you see the poll? Did I launch it? Let me see. Yes, it's launched. Okay, there we go. guys welcome 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 all you guys welcome to the class again welcome to the class again we actually already started at we um about 45 50 minutes ago um but we will we will continue with the class um <clears throat> there is a the, i want before we get into where we left off last week one of the things that i love to do in caribbean thought was to discuss um, issues relating to, I mean, what's going on in society today. And there are several things. 
But before we do that, let me just look. Let's look at your poll question. I actually, I I I, I actually did this poll on our website, the Neoliberal Corporations website. I did it. It's also available on LinkedIn, on Twitter, several different places. Um, but I want to compare your responses to what the responses I have elsewhere. So, greatest threats to humanity. Why do I have five? Why is there a five there? I don't, I don't remember putting five. Anyways, what is the greatest threat to humanity? Um, 78% of you said artificial intelligence. Wow. Nobody said World War III because nobody's thinking that there's going to be a World War III. I don't know. Nobody said cryptocurrency. Quite interesting. Mm. Um, and then, of course, China and Russia, 22%. But majority of the class believe that artificial intelligence. So I'm going to end the poll. But share results. There we go. Now, I would, I would love to find out why is it that some of you believe that artificial intelligence is the greatest threat to humanity? Why do you guys, some of you think it's the greatest threat to humanity? Sir, for me, <laughs> several things. One, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it, it is poised to take over the, the jobs of humans, which means that many people are going to be unemployed. Mm -hmm. It seems to be something that um, can easily, we can easily lose control of it. I don't think that those who have created understand the, the boundaries and the limits that that thing may have. And so we might, we might create a monster that we can't tame in the future. Okay. And I think it is also a means of control um, where those who control these artificial intelligences will be able to control humans in terms of knowing everything about us, where we are, uh, and the quick fix. Another threat I think it has to humanity is that it, it is going to make humanity become dunce. If I can type in something into AI and it tells me, give me a whole sermon, a whole essay, then I don't need to think. I don't need to, to, to I just type it into AI and AI give me all the answers. That's my take. Thank you. I appreciate your response. Powerful. You said it, you said it's going to, and most people, it's going to take away humanity's jobs. And we talk about the dialectic of whether we live to work or work to live. And I think I wrote an article on Sunday or I posted something up on Sunday that says life is about people and how people relate. Yet life is what you make of it. However, some have made Life, oh, life is what you make it. No, no, life is about people and how people relate. Yet, we are told that life is what you make it and make of it. Nevertheless, however, or sorry, moreover, some have made it for others, which create the dynamics in life. The dynamics in life is created 
by some who have monopoly over the created space of life. Yet life is what you make of it. Um, but the idea of work is, you, I love when you talk about takes away human job. But the issue of it taking away human job, maybe, maybe we'll have to change the way we think about work. And how work has evolved over time based on how society or how we have crafted life and the dynamics therein. Say, for example, compensation. And how we think about work. And what work carries the greatest value over others. Hmm? Maybe we have to rethink about compensation. Maybe we have to think about something. Maybe society now will know, will maybe, and then maybe we have to, maybe we are going to, what, what we produce is going to be more arts, arts and society or human beings will now create, will now think more about other things. Since now they have artificial intelligence or robots that can now ultimately replace human work. But of course, if you read, I mean, we said that the Bible talks about this. Since we're at a theological institution and almost all religions and people think the work is important. That's what we do as people. But yet still some work and some and others don't. In fact, we create a system where some create and others take. <laughs> there was already some people that wasn't working. But now, OK, but capitalism is always about profit. Capitalism is always about profit. And it always cuts labor. Talk about you maximize profit by what? Cutting labor. That was always one of the ways you profit survive by attacking labor, by work. So, I mean, it's, a, it's quite interesting, but the issue of work is, is quite interesting. Maybe we have to think about in terms of compensation and value. Compensation and value. One time, um, machines, um, technological machines and, industri and industrialization and so on, and took away, we were thinking about manufacturing jobs and so on. Now, when we think about chat GPT and AI, it's, it's affecting white color jobs. You know, but some of this, but the issue of maybe we have to maybe rethink of maybe people maybe we shouldn't tie money to work anymore maybe we should go back to the caveman system of but or sorry the barter system <laughs> Kayon, yeah stop laughing i see that maybe we should go back to the caveman system then caveman system where we don't where people don't we don't have to where we don't tie compensation to work in the way how we view compensation but compensation was to, remember, we created a kind of work based in compensation, based on privilege, based on value, where, where the teacher gets less money than, than the movie star. What value is the movie star providing in society as against the teacher or other way? Yes, Dane. I came across a document some time ago. I'm not even sure if I'll see it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There's a particular um, society where the people on that island, they do not 
discriminate between jobs. Right. So the doctor, what they do is a bartering system, actually. So nobody's actually paid above anybody. Everybody provides a service for the next person. So the, 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 the teacher, the, the doctor, the street cleaner, everybody. And, the, and, and in fact, based on the documentary, people who live there and the people who visit there find it quite utopic. They are happy. They are, it's like a society where there's no care in the world. And there's no judgment and there's nothing, you know, kind of thing. And might I say it's not a Christian society. It's not heaven and earth. Wait, what movie is this? What's the name of it? I can't remember. I can't remember. I love the research and YouTube if I can find. Yes, I want to watch this. Please, please. Once you find it, I want to watch it. This is quite interesting. But yes, it's quite apocalyptic, this whole thing of artificial intelligence. It's apocalyptic. We have to... I mean, we talk about work and compensation. Maybe the, the way you say, for example, Elon Musk talked about fully functioning self-driving cars. It won't work. It's difficult for fully functioning self-driving cars to work where cars drive themselves until we improve the roadways. So you so okay, fine. So you improve the roadways, then you can have fully functioning cars. So now human beings don't have to drive it. We just the art robots or cars you know can drive us around that's quite interesting that so now what we're gonna so i guess we're gonna have a society that nobody gets paid as you say okay and the value comes from the robots in terms of but in terms of maybe human beings will now have to own robots each of us will have our own robot on artificial intelligence I'm, you know, it's quite interesting. This is powerful. By the way, you talk about um, the means to control, means to, con you talk about the issue of privacy. Your third point was quite interesting. Also, you talk about the issue of privacy. Yes. Um, it, because artificial intelligence means, are, are we going to have a digitized world where, you know, everything is digital? So therefore now it's easy for artificial intelligence to put, but maybe we'll have fire, firewall. But maybe mm -hmm. they'll create firewalls that block that. But I don't. But yes, Dane. Sorry. Everything will be linked. Your information yeah. will be linked all over. Once you, once you sign up for certain programs or whatever, information yeah. is shared between you know different entities. That's a good point. And by the way, I actually have a. I did. I did a, an article on artificial intelligence. Um, I had I did two articles and I probably I read that for you later on, um, but most of it, and that's quite interesting. By the way, why is it? I did this same same uh, poll on LinkedIn and on Twitter, and most of the people chose China and Russia. So that was quite interesting that others chose China and Russia. And by the way, there was a breaking news this early this morning about one o'clock in the morning from MSN News. Uh, saying that um, China is modernizing their army as they are getting ready, and their fear is that they are getting ready for World War III, getting ready to 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 fight the U.S. So modernizing and so on. Um, so so um, just so I don't know. Some people are thinking we're gonna have a World War III. So some people think it's China and Russia and the kind of masculine posturing in the world. You know, we talk about them wanting to invade Taiwan. Um, China is in Ukraine today. This, it, all of this, um, 
this is the, this is this speaks to the issue of sovereignty and the ability to self-determine international law, so on and so forth. So this is quite interesting. In fact, since we're on this issue, let's let me delve into some of the things that I shared with I talk what some wider societal issue that's happening. I'm going to share a video which I came across some time ago by one of my one of my friends reposted it. George the poet, he's a famous poet in London. He's from, I think he's from Ghana, but um, but he know, but he or his parents are from Ghana. But anyway, he lives in the in, and he's a famous poet. And um he read my book and he he said he went to, to a library and picked up my book. And he said it's one of the best books he's the best book he's read that deals with post-independent independent Jamaica. That's powerful. That's great. I appreciate him for that. But I follow him and I he reposted a very important tweet um, from from a video and i want to um i want to share that with you quickly today um say hold on a second let me bring it up
Okay, listen to this very important. Am I recording? Am I recording? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. Let me bring it back up. Are you seeing my screen? Not anymore. Oh, sorry about that. Now, this is the, the Foreign Affairs Minister of South Africa. She makes a very important point. And, um, and, and so this is very, and you're going to love it. Okay. So um, here we go. Um, let me go back to this. I've seen the screen here, sir. Sorry. But they don't believe in international rules when it doesn't suit them because they don't apply international rules or law equally in all circumstances. So you can't, I think, this notion of international rules is very comfortable for some people to use when it suits them, but they don't believe in international rules when it doesn't suit them. Again. You know, I think this notion of international rules is very comfortable for some people to use when it suits them, but they don't believe in international rules when it doesn't suit them because they don't apply international rules or law equally in all circumstances. You can't say because Ukraine has been invaded. Uh, that suddenly sovereignty is important, but it was never important for Palestine. Peculiar. If you believe in international law truly, then wherever sovereignty is infringed, it must apply. And this is the point we've been making that we use the framework of international law unequal, depending on who is affected. And we are arguing that that must change. And one of the interesting things. Some, 
Okay, that's it. Um, let me stop sharing my screen. Okay, great. Did you guys hear the rec that recording just now? Um, watch the video. It was extremely low. Oh, it was? Oh, sorry, I could have turned it up. Uh, what's going on with my mic? It was, okay. Um, so you, you didn't hear it at all? Let's play it Not again. That was my ear. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I think it's because, um, all right. Okay, let me play it again. Um, because I want you guys to hear what's the point. She's, she's making a very powerful point. Um, let me play it again. Um, I think I have a copy of it in my videos. So I'll play it again. Listen to what she's saying. Very powerful. Um, let me see what's going on. Why it is so low. Um, let's share my screen again. Now, if it is low, if it is slow, let me. If it's still low, let me know. Okay. Um, let's do this. Share screen. Uh, oh, here we go. Are you ready? You know, I think this notion of international rules is very comfortable for some people to use when it suits them, but they don't believe in international rules when it doesn't suit them because they don't apply international rules or law equally in all circumstances. So you can't say because Ukraine has been invaded uh, that suddenly sovereignty is important, but it was never important for Palestine. Very peculiar. If you believe in international law truly, then wherever sovereignty is infringed, it must apply. And this is the point we've been making, that we use the framework of international law unequally, depending on who is affected. And we are arguing that that must change. And one of the interesting changes that has occurred is the sudden movement, because Russia has invaded Ukraine, that we say, okay, let's not allow the Security Council to just have a veto and let it pass, we take it to the General Assembly. When some of us have been calling for the General Assembly to have a greater say, we never enjoyed support, but suddenly today, see, that's where international law begins to mean nothing. Because for some, we see it as a cheating, and for others, we see it as a benefit. So our argument is that's right the international uh, multilateral system to ensure that we observe that post-1948 have arrived. That was the South African, I believe, the South African foreign, foreign affairs minister or something of the sort. But um, whatever the case is, I must say it is not peculiar. It is not peculiar and it's not unusual. Not unusual. Those with power those who are privileged have always acted like this. You know, it was some years ago, the former Prime Minister of Jamaica, who was beyond his years, said that former Prime Minister of Jamaica, Percival James Patterson, PJ Patterson, he said in Parliament one time, 
What? The law is not a shackle. The law is not a shackle. It is not a shackle for some, but it is a shackle, but it is a shackle for others. That has always been the case. That has always been the case. Okay, we will stop. And I will talk about this at my Caribbean thought class later this evening. Uh, my Caribbean thought lectures at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. And of and course, we will go into this talking about the issue of nationalism, the issue of self determination, the issue of. Okay, there we go. Um, now, you guys heard that, yes? Did you guys hear that? Was that was that better? Yes, sir. All right, great, great. Somebody's okay. Good, 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 good. Um, what are your thoughts on what she said? Now, let me. She's talking about the the war in um, the invasion in Ukraine by Russia and um, and um, members of the Security Council have veto power because she said when wherever sovereignty is affected, say for example, Ukraine, Russia, Russia is invading Ukraine and Russia is a member of the Security Council or whatever the case is, uh, whatever the case is. And they have, I think some people, well, or I mean, uh, I can't remember, but I mean, whatever the case is, but Russia, sorry, some members of the Security Council have veto power. And because of that, in order to get um, support to, to assist Ukraine to prevent the invasion, it's difficult. They can't go to their General Assembly, but the plan was for them to go to the United Nations or the General Assembly um, to get them involved in the process to apply international law she said wherever sovereignty is affected international law must apply but that has never been the case but suddenly it is the case now i wanted to raise a very important point i'm going to bring that up real quickly because i wrote something to that i wrote today i said that um this is powerful this is powerful why why is it powerful in 1947 to 1948, you guys know what happened. In 1947 to about 1948, after the 1944 United Nations formation, where colonies were absent. I'm going to say that again. This is powerful from this foreign minister from South Africa. Why? In 1947 to 1948, the United Nations formation where colonies were absent, where colonies were absent, third world countries or global, sorry, not third world, global south countries were absent. Israel invaded and occupied Palestine. You know that, right? You guys know that, yes? Israel invaded and occupied Palestine and ultimately became a nation. There was no Israel as a nation before 1948 or 1947, whatever the case may be. One of those years, 47, between 47 and 48. Some people said it's 48. I had said 47. 
I'll check my stats, but between 1947 and 1948. Palestine. So, uh, um, sorry, they became a nation. Much to the protestation of Palestine. Much to the protestation of Palestine. Did the U.S. support the Palestinians against the invasion? Did the U.S. support the Palestinians against this invasion? And in terms of as Jamaicans and Caribbean people, what were our feelings? Of course, I mean, we never had any say because 1947, 1948, we weren't an independent nation. Okay. We were under the, the control of Britain and it was partially Britain that and Europe that orchestrated this invasion. Probably, I mean, and I said it was quite interesting that in 1944, they had the United Nations and by 1947, 48, Europe and the Western countries was creating a state, creating a nation in Israel, in Palestine, sorry. Now fast, now fast forward to last year and now. Russia is invading Ukraine. Is the US supporting Russia or Ukraine? Of course, former, well, I mean, the call is for, for the US to support and for countries in the world to, to support Ukraine against another country's sovereignty or their, sorry, their, their sovereignty and their nationality and their independence and self-determination and so on. Former Prime Minister of Jamaica, PJ Patterson, said the, the, the law is not a shackle. And I said that this was always the case. This was always the case in a competitive world, in a competitive world based in privilege, where some are above the laws and others below it. Some are above the laws and others below it. Who are those above the law? Who are those above the law? And, um, and, and I probably, I could ask you that, that question, but when you look at what happened, what, ha what happened then and what, and what is still happening, what's going on between Israel and Palestine, it has to do with one claim that their sovereignty is being violated but there is no international support from those people who are formulated to protect nations and their sovereignty. While, while Russia is invading Ukraine and there is international support for Ukraine.
it's quite it it goes it the when you and study you know when you study what's going on in the world that's why i say to people you can't just study what when you look at when you when you study caribbean and our and where we are today e politically and economically and in the world you look at you have to study the world globally this and put it you have to put it in context by the way i said i made a point earlier um what was the point i made a very important point earlier if i could find that point where is it um as it relates to male chauvinism male chauvinism as i mean or mass or chauvinisms um i made a point earlier i said um i said uh by the way there is a poll going based on this particular issue um, man's law based man's law and man's chauvinism but anyways um there's a poll there's a poll question on international law should the u.s have supported the palestinians against european invasion leading to the takeover of parts of the palestinian state of course early, some time ago i talked about the, and somebody said that in their presentation in their interaction paper as it relates to um reclamation rec reclaiming and the issue of heritage and reclaiming and restoring what was lost and israel saying that there is well they are restoring that it was there that where it was their place anyways and they were just taking back what was originally theirs <laughs> you know they were just taking back what was originally theirs um we talk about the issue we talked about that some time ago but the fact the thing is though some they, they live outside of palestine jews weren't living in palestine at the time most of them came from england and europe But in the Caribbean, a lot of the and the and the sorry the Americas, a lot of the America the natives still live here, but they are not they are not seen as natives. They're seen as people from Africa. Anyways, but I wanted to make that point as it relates to the issue of sovereignty and how we put things in perspective as it relates to the issue of international law. And this man's law versus man's chauvinism, and how particular and peculiar we talk about the issue of unfair competition, unfair trade. You know, it's when you start to think about this, when you start to think about the world, and and that's why I said to and read widely about the posturing in society, it makes you want to think deeply about some of these things. But that's one point I wanted to raise as it relates to um, some wider societal issues and how our class speaks to it, how our thinking and our critical examination speak. One other other matter I want to bring to the fore um, before you, um, if I could find it, and I, uh, I'm going to try and find it. There's another, the Prime Minister of Jamaica um, spoke earlier today and I want to bring that up today. Um, I'm, I won't read his speech. But I'll share it with you. Um, the, um, and one of the, uh, I'm kind of bringing it up quickly. My computer is moving weird today. Hold on, I'm waiting for the thing to load. Uh, there's another thing. Okay, there we go. And if I could find it and post that up and share that with you. Um, let's see if I could find it. 
is it um i'm so sorry guys give me a second i'm trying to find another there's something i need another happening there we go Some time ago, I I don't know if you guys saw the um the post that somebody had recently about um uh, that's fine. I said that we were the European Jamaican Jesus when they created the triangular slave trade, were the Anglo-Saxons following Jesus when they almost wiped out the Arawakans and American Indians, stole their land, and then created laws to protect their theft and genocide. No, we must follow in a particular way that suits you so as to preserve your privileges. Um, so I was responding to somebody recently, but I'm trying to find there's something the prime minister said. And I want to share that um, because I said to you, some of the things that I want us to do when we come to this class is to look at the wider societal issues or what's going on in the Caribbean and interact with it. Um, now, the prime minister said, Shepherded the people out of Egypt, taking them to the promised land. There was division, distraction, divisiveness. People said, we can't bother with this anymore. Let us build idols, golden calves, shiny things, be distracted with them. Even then, let's take the easy path. Why are we waiting for transformation? Just take the easy path. The Bible also gives us a direction for this. In Titus 3 verse 10, it tells us that we must engage the factious man, admonish him, engage him once and talk to him, engage him twice and talk to him. But the third time, leave him alone. Do not be Anyway, I don't know. The prime minister, who is a politician, was trying to preach. I'm not sure. Um, giving a lecture on the a theology. I, I'm not sure what. Anyways. Uh, I'm, not the that, sir. I'm not him right that. Somebody write oh. it. Maybe an AI write it for <laughs> No, but actually, by the way, when you have AI, you also, you still need a strong, because AI messes up a lot. Trust me. It use, uh, you have to be really a creator and a writer. If you're not a strong writer, you won't be able to use AI effectively. You have to be a very strong writer because uh, if you are not a strong writer, then when you, when you produce your thing, we can tell that it is AI, okay? But the Prime Minister of Jamaica said, in our journey towards transformation, let us not be swayed by distractions or the allure of taking the easy path, but instead remain focused on our mission and dismiss those who seek to divide us with their factious nature. But what do you guys think about that? The prime minister said, in our journey towards transformation, let us not be swayed by distractions or the allure of taking the easy path, but instead remain focused on our mission and dismiss those who seek to divide us with their factious nature. Um, what, what do you think um, he's getting at? And, and how would you respond to that? First of all, um, I, I, I am unclear, and I think the nation is largely unclear as to what path we are really on. 
what is our goal what are we trying to achieve and oh my god thank you dane you hit oh now you reminded me of something else i needed to share about what the prime minister is saying so continue continue right. beautiful yes go ahead we are trying to achieve and what is the plan for, for getting to, to 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 get there if yes. you if you if you show us a vision and show us the part that you plan to 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 take us on then let us look at it and evaluate it and say okay we think it's a great idea we buy into it we think this is not a great great idea or you can change this or change that but you're asking us to follow blindly trust you and trust your plan that we don't know about no that is thank you so much and um this is a very important now this yeah we are talking about haiti what's going on with conspiracy cuba embargo and how the caribbean has suffered largely because and you know when i read your paper and the other it was quite powerful and you see now the prime minister is making promises and we talk about leaders being weak need and we have to keep up the scrutiny we said that you know may i think he was responding to me or to some of us of course i mean i don't play partisan politics i'm not jlp or pnp I'm not Democrat or Republican. No one will hold me down. No one will control me. I am a human being and a human citizen. Okay? And we have a responsibility to hold people accountable. And what prevents us from holding people accountable? When we practice partisan politics. Okay? When we are subjective. Which is part of the problem of Caribbean, which has prevented us from positioning us to be able to compete with those who use strategy and stealth to keep us down, so to continue to keep ahead of us. Part of the problem is that Jamaican and Caribbean people, we leave it up to the government and we're leaving up to, uh, to our leaders who have failed since 1962. Since 1962, okay? We have a responsibility to keep the scrutiny and to hold them accountable. I, um, I, um, I said recently to the prime, I, I, I made, I posted this recently. And I mean, uh, I'm verified on Twitter. I am verified. Some people will see me. I'm verified. Okay. I have the blue check mark. Yes. And I am very, you know, and I read, yes, I did. I did say something to the, and by the way, sometime I support him. I'm one of my best friends in Jamaica, Robert Miller. Robert Miller, who is a member of parliament, one of my very good friends, he was head boy at Bridgeport. I was head boy the year before him. Know him very well. He is a member of parliament, okay? And I used to be, I'm going to tell you, I, I am not, I used to be part of the G2K when I was in Jamaica. And probably my plan was to pursue that part, but not, not I decided not to do. But of course, I'm in the US now. But I've moved on from that. I was labor right. I was, my father was labor right for a particular reason. But if I were to be in Jamaica, I wouldn't be labor right now, but I wouldn't be PNP either. In fact, I used to despise Michael Manley. I really do not. I used to despise Ed, I mean, and maybe I could have despised Edward, but I don't really. But what I say about all Jamaican leaders is that they were weak, need, and lack vision. And we won't, they won't, we should, they shouldn't, we, in a sense, we inherited a, a, a kind of politics. And anyways, I, won't, I don't want to say too, give away too much because I'm about to share a very important conversation with you. 
which is so as you think about some of the discussions we're having this, this and how you relate it to what's going on in society today i talk about i ask you to write interaction paper we are interacting with the realities of caribbean and how we have to protect our futures and our children and grandchildren's futures as caribbean people but i i, I want to share something this is very and this is very important. I mean, by the way, this is not the lecture that I, what I put down as, uh, it's very important that we relate to what's going on in society. The prime minister is talking about a very important issue, but um, we will hold him accountable. But I made a response to him. I said, the prime minister said, um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Ah. Oh, no, that one. Don't. I'm sorry, guys, but it's coming up. Um, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming. Is this it? Where they? No. no. Coming up. Coming up. Ah, here we go. You guys must have seen this. I'm. I'm on Twitter. Look at the prime minister's Twitter page. He says Jamaica's, and he he, put, he posted this all over. It's in the Gleaner everywhere. Jamaica's economy. Next week, I want next week Monday. Every Monday we're gonna. Uh, while before we get to exam and so on i want us to raise issues and at least one to two hours discuss what's going on in, in society and basically what and the discussions in our class the prime minister of jamaica said jamaica's economy is in the best shape ever by the way is that true anyways now we are focused on ensuring that every jamaican feels it he said the prime minister of jamaica and Jamaica, Jamaica is one of the one of the most powerful Caribbean islands. Just so you know, Jamaica's economy is in the best shape. And maybe well, people will say, "Oh, that's a biased statement because I'm Jamaican." But when I say that, is I'm talking about in terms of our influence. I live in the U.S. I travel the world. I live outside of the Jamaica. I've traveled the Caribbean, and all and and when you talk to people, when they think they think Barbados is one of the cities in Jamaica. <laughs> some people a lot of people yeah it's as if all of caribbean is jamaica the influence jamaica have a lot of influence okay they even think that rihanna is from barbados and that barbados is in jamaica okay or part of jamaica but anyways jamaica's economy is in the best shape ever now we are focused on ensuring every jamaican feels it is that true Jamaica's economy is in the best shape ever. Now we are focused on ensuring that every Jamaican feel. Is that true? Yeah, feel it, yes, but we're not for the best, for the best shape we have. Well, yeah. he said that I'm go he's going to ensure. Oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> I, I like that statement. That was, that was cool. I love that plug that you just dropped in. Um, <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> Iris, we're going to take a break after this because that was so funny. <laughs> now, uh, this is my response to the Prime Minister. I responded to him directly. Uh, and I used to be one of the national managers for the Jamaica Values and Attitudes Project. And, I was, and just before I left Jamaica, I was working with the United Nations to write the project myself with um, Neville Thompson, who was, the, who was the senior manager, and I, we worked together. She lives in Canada now. But I said to the Prime Minister... And um, I said to the prime minister, I said, no, that is better said than done. That is it's easier to say that. Jamaicans have been hearing that we are in great shape for a while now. Where is the reality? 
and the improvement in their daily lives. I said in 1957 to 1974, the windfall profits, you know what we talk about in 1957, talk about bauxite, the windfall profits from bauxite were squandered and spent on knee-jerk reactionary policies that failed us. Excuse me. What strategy will you employ to create the effect without diminishing development potentials? Because remember we said, we talk about the difference between economic growth and economic development. You develop to get growth, okay? But then part of the problem between by the 1970s when we, the oil crisis hit us, we never had no money saved up or left or any, you know, as if we weren't spending on, on things that create development towards growth. We have to now go to, we would not have needed to go to um, the global north, our post, the, our former masters to get money. We never had, we never had to do that if we had, if we were smart with how we spent the money and, or how we moved on. But, okay. And because this is important because feeling is fleeting. Feeling is fleeting. If Jamaicans are better off, there is no work needed to create a feeling. No work. You, don't, you, you shouldn't have to work to create that feeling. No work is needed. If Jamaicans are better off, no work is needed to create a feeling. Because that can mean creating a facade. You know what the facade is, yes? Make belief. Like you ever watch those Western movies and, walk, and, you, and the cowboy walking through the town? Those towns are really fake structures. There's nothing behind them. Okay? That's a facade. When, you, when there is economic development, when there's economic growth, when the economy is growing, it ultimately will, you will ultimate, it, you will, it will ultimately lead to certain prospects in the economy. Okay? So, so, um, so it is important because one Jamaican said that that is so true. It's, um, he, um, according to this particular person, so we're building back stronger. There's record amount of tourist survival. The economy is growing, country on the right path, but most people can't see it. I'm wondering where it is, Mr. PM. How poor people can't see it all now? Somebody responded to my text, to my, to my tweet to the prime minister saying, um, that is so true. You know, I heard we're building back stronger, the record amount of tourism arrival. But then I said to you, I make a point in neoliberalism globalization that, that, that the difference between net national income and gross national income or gross domestic product. When you sell off all of your beaches to foreigners, when most of your tourists and most of your things are owned by the few over the many. So yes, so people are feeling it, but who is feeling it? The elites in Jamaica? And those multinationals and transnationals that they sold off a lot of the places to? Hmm? Or, they, or those, the privatizations that come from overseas people instead of the locals? So, or is it is or is he going to nationalize some industries or not create or nationalize? Because then, when you start talking about nationalizing things, all of a sudden people start think about socialism, and and, and um, some people don't like the word socialism. So, those are some of the questions that um, 
you will ask but 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 then there are those who believe that we should not ask these questions it is dividedness it creates factions which probably is that what the prime minister is alluding to it creates factions and dividedness because the next day he said in our journey towards transformation, let us not be swayed by distractions or the allure of taking the easy path, but instead remain focused on our mission and dismiss those who seek to divide us with their factious nature. So I responded by saying, do not expect that you are not supposed to be criticized and do not call it factions. It should be welcomed. Part of leadership, requires that we hold you accountable and we must learn from history. We must learn from history. In fact, it is quite hypocritical. It is quite hypocritical to talk about factions within a political system, within a political system that's already highly divided, that's already highly divided, which is characteristic of politics which is characteristic of politics within the jamaican political and caribbean political system and systems that adopt what kind of economics capitalist economics and economics an economic system that is not necessarily fear an economic system that is not necessarily fear I support your endeavors to push Jamaica forward and by extension, the Caribbean. But there are ways to do so. There are ways to do so. And everyone will not agree. And some will use tribal politics, tribal politics, which had defined Jamaican system starting in the 1980s. This is you. I'm, I'm responding to the prime minister. This is Caribbean thought. This is you. This is interacting. This is an inter, this is in an interaction paper. You notice how I responded to the prime minister starting from the day before talking about. And I said to you, this is important because I want you guys to start getting involved. In one of the ways you create changes also create critical thinking. Critical thinking is important. This is, I'm, okay, this is what Caribbean thought is redefining and you guys are as academics. Hold your people accountable. Hold your leaders accountable. Have, have, know what's going on in the world. Scrutinize them and push back. So notice I said here, but there are ways to do so and everyone will not agree. And some will use tribal politics, which had defined Jamaican system starting in the 1980s. Listen to supporters, Mr. Prime Minister, and detractors alike. Listen to supporters and detractors alike, as they are all Jamaicans. They are all Jamaicans and include a reply that unite and is sensitive to all of our people, to all of our peoples. PNP and JLP. 
as we move to outcompete those who had always used franchise politics to hold Caribbean down. You notice how this, this is, po listen to this again, I'm talking, this is an interaction paper, I ask you to write interaction papers, but listen to how uh, within the Caribbean context, within the Caribbean political, within Caribbean political thought, listen to it here. I said to the prime minister as a warning and as a caution and as a suggestion, I said, listen to supporters, notice solution. And Keisha at the end of her paper had a solution, which is why I really loved it. I really loved how she included towards the end of her paper, the solutions. And I, anyway, but I said in the article, I said, listen to supporters and detractors alike as they are all Jamaicans and include a reply, include a reply when you reply that unite and is sensitive to all of our peoples, both PNP and JLP people, as we move to out-compete. Now, listen to this part. Listen to how, look, look how I, look how I raise it to the next level. You see this? As we do what? Look how we bring it together now where all of us are one. Because probably he might, listen, as we move to out-compete those who had always used franchise politics to hold Caribbean down. Of course, Dane, uh, when you read Dane and uh, Keisha and who else, um, and Romain's paper talk, and, uh, and some of you might as well talk about that in your Haiti papers as well. Hold Caribbean down through structural adjustment, through debt, through foreign penetration. When you read what happened with Maurice Bishop and in Grenada with the CIA interference and so on. And it's not even not only CIA was the capitalist, but also people from the Soviets were also interfering. Okay, using franchise and that divide that kind of divided this to, to hold us down. Franchise politics, and so that is important as a people. That you know that we hold our people accountable. And we think about our political system and how our political system and the, the tra political tribalism has also affected peoples of the Caribbean. This divide and the kind of political system that we have inherited. And you know, that will help me to that will move me into the final aspect of our lecture because notice I said er, notice I said just now. I said, in fact, it is quite hypocritical to talk about factions with a within a political system that's already highly divided, which is characteristic of, pol of politics within the Jamaican political system and systems that adopt capitalist economics that is not necessarily fair, okay? So, um, and I, then I go on to say, I support your endeavors to push to me, but there are ways to do so and everyone will not agree. And some will use what? Tribal politics. That's a word that's familiar with people in Jamaica which had defined Jamaican political system since the 1980s. So, but we, in order to rescue Jamaica, you know, ja the, new, the new people of the new nations, people of the new nations, if we are to, if we are looking for solutions to overcome those who are, through various means, trying to outcompete. We cannot practice the same kind of things that 
they are practicing. We can't inherit that same kind of thing, much to our chagrin. It is a kind of unity and a kind of solidarity because, you know, we promote nationalism, but, you know, look, and then all of a sudden we get independence and now we promote partyism or political tribalism. So we talk about, you know, what has dogged the Caribbean? In the 1950s, we're talking about the Federation. But the nationalists put that off and talk about more independence because of maybe selfishness, maybe they were just because of this pride, this national pride. Nothing is wrong with national pride, but then you notice as we moved to, in 1944, there was a plan to reorder the world in the interest of the Western, the Westernized man and woman. Okay, by 1947-1948, Israel became a nation in Palestine. By 1950, um, 60, in the 1960s, you find to 1970s, independence movement and many former colonies are becoming independent. But we talk about the solidarity, a unity that should have defined Caribbean, a kind of way forward. But that would not have served the interest of the former colonial masters if we were all united as one, because we would have been able to put up more of a united front. It was always to divide us. We talk about divide and conquer. United we stand, divided we fall. So, so we got it. We so we 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 divided ourselves in smaller states, and then we in and then we inherited a political system that involved tribal politics or a, a, a system of the kind of politics we have we have uh, that these countries we have. So, which further divide us. That is strategy, and that is that is quite interesting. A division upon division to mitigate any lucrative response to lack or, or lucrative response to those who were already already had an economic advantage. The kind when you talk when you know as new nations, the kind of political system, the kind of way for the kind of the, the way forward can't be the same. It's not, it's not necessarily adopting the kind of system that those who were giving us independence wanted to adopt. They wanted us to get that kind of ceremonial independence or, or so on and so forth, and then created that dividedness. But a stronger Caribbean union, a stronger Caribbean political system would probably help us to realize a stronger, a stronger defense. So you, so we have to. So this drill, PNP, PNP, has only served to mitigate, to dilute any lucrative response, a strong front, and and the and the nation within the nation. This West Indian solidarity. But now we're hearing that we formulated a Caribbean Union and so on and so forth, so this is good. We're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, we are going to pick up um, 
I have a presentation because I'm here talking about neoliberalism. I need to talk about neoliberalism, define what it is, define capitalism. But um, but I also have to uh, finish the, I also had promised, Romain is not here. I'm not sure why he never texted. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about um, continue where we left off from last week, looking at some diverse currents, important figures. Walter Rodney and um, and Franz Fanon, those are the only, if we do get a chance to talk about them today, we'll talk about them quick. Um, we'll, I'll share a presentation on, on Walter Rodney, the Guyanese, and of course, Franz Fanon, but Franz Fanon was before Walter Rodney. So I will come, we had, we will probably just quickly summarize um, Franz Fanon, and then I'll leave it up to you to do some reading around him. And of course, to read his book, um, I talk about Fanonism in, in neoliberalism or his book, Wretched of the Earth, you can talk about, or his book, Black Skin's White Mask. But I will quickly introduce him to you today and, and some very important points. Um, I said Homi Baba can help us to understand um, um, him, but we will probably, I will need at least 15 minutes to talk about him quickly. And then we move on, the Martinican, and then we move on to Walter Rodney. And then right, and then when we are done with that, then I want to discuss, um, I, oh, I was Dane. I was I had I, I wanted Dane, but tell you what, I don't think I have time for. Some persons have made some. Some of you, I I graded your paper and asked you some powerful questions in terms of how the, the paper is to be done. Um, that probably might be good if I just. I don't think we have time for that today. So, because I need to look at um. Actually, when we we're gonna take a break. When we're gonna when we come back at nine ten at nine o five. 9 10 i'll give you 10 minutes break when you come back what i want to do is i probably should go over um because to be honest romaine is not here um keisha is not here let me see one two three four five six seven eight okay there are, there are 10 of us here 10 of us here there are about three students that's not that's missing from the class um, and I have a lecture on uh, on on um, Walter Rodney and Franz Fanon that I want to share, but they are not. So, and I want everybody to hear when, to be here when I talk about Franz Fanon and Walter Rodney. If we have time to present, we will present. <clears throat> but if we don't, that's fine. We also want to talk about neoliberalism. I want to present on neoliberalism, what that is, define the concept of neoliberalism for you, and so on. Capitalism socialism and so on but before but all the students aren't here but I'll, I'll tell you but we're going to take a quick break when we come back i think i would i'm going to revisit the, the papers that i marked and just quickly lift up some very important points and um if we have time to go into to finish up with french fanon and start walter rodney we may get into that and then next and then on the wednesday the plan was to begin talking about neoliberalism and then move into watching the film on corruption by Trev Dr. Trevor Monroe. Okay, that's what we're going to do Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're going to talk about neoliberalism and then move into the film looking at corruption by Trevor Monroe and the National Integrity Agency Look and looking at um, the corruption index. Um, and I made a very important point in the last class. When you look at former colonized countries, our corruption index is high. We have the higher, highest amount of corruption. Why? We will um, um, we will discuss that at the next. At um, I don't. We will discuss that this 
and on Wednesday if we have time. Uh, but we will definitely show the film on on corruption. We will do that, and um, and if I have time to discuss the neoliberalism towards the last towards the last half of this class, we will try to wrap up looking at Franz Fanon, and if we have time, we touch on Walter Rodney. Um, but when we take a break, when we come back, I will lift up some very important points from Dane from Dane's paper. Where is that? I, I want to, sorry, I lift up some very important points from some papers I marked today um, from uh, Romain. Well, he's not here, so I won't get into it. So I won't delve into that. But Dane, Dane paper, I, he made an important point. Um, and I'm, when I, I'm not trying to single you out or anything. By the way, he, he did well. He got, a, he, got a, he, got, he got high grade, high mark. He got, he got around the A or A minus or something. So he's, he's okay. I just want to highlight something which is important to you guys. Okay, so um, so I'm not singling him out. So it's it's a good thing, and I like that you brought it to the. I love how you brought you brought it to my attention. Um, I just want to show you how I was how I read and interact with your material, so that you know when you read something and interact with it, how how you ask of the material certain questions. So so I'm one of go into that quickly and then Keisha is not here but to be honest I have to I have to raise something with Keisha paper I love how she presented solutions um and of course you know what I had started I finished Mark Judine's paper but I don't know if I'd given her a grade um because and we went right into the class but Judine answered a question I think she didn't she answered one of um Keisha's was it Keisha's question so we'll get into that but we'll take a break now and um we'll come back at nine I'm I want to give you 10 minutes break 9 15 all right uh, sir please please check your messages your whatsapp I sent your message via whatsapp I know, all right, right. in the break I'm just oh oh yes yes and just so you know I'm very good at picking up things I Okay, but sometimes I just try to skirt over it. Okay, I'm telling you that I don't miss anything. But I know what you're saying. I agree with you. All right, <laughs> but um, but then I, but we will talk about that. But I agree with you, Dane. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. But that's between me and you. Okay. All right, guys, we'll take a break.
and we are back uh we are back oh i should have taken i should have stopped the recording um big low uh we're in the final stretch of class um so and i'm about to share with you yes i said um in this final hour of class what we want to do is we want to look at um some some papers that you guys uh that some persons presented not to single you out or call you out it's that's not my intention i believe in constructive criticism or interacting with uh, just sharing some very insightful things um i appreciate you guys doing um sending the papers now i wanted to uh hmm. okay romaine is not here so that's but um let me see who is and I, by tonight i will mark all the papers you'll you'll be getting emails so i i, I don't know if started it but um today it's been a very busy weekend extremely busy we are launching the neoliberal corporation it's it's a lot that's going on a lot it's a i have a lot of work tomorrow i meet with the president at J i'm having a meeting with the jts president tomorrow dr evan thompson or whatever his name is um stephen evan but um, i'm meeting with the president tomorrow we're doing a, there's a lot that's happening so um so I've been under a lot of pressure, but um, some major things are coming, but we keep working. But I wanted to, uh, let me see if I could find that email. Uh, here we go. Let's go to sent. Oops. Did I read Judine's paper? Yes. All right, good. Um, and I won't tell them, uh, okay, whatever. Let's start. With, so Romain provide, Romain's paper was quite interesting. He, um, Romain's um, paper was quite powerful. Maybe I shouldn't say who wrote it, um, but it, it, listen to how we started this bit. When we speak about heritage and identity as Jamaican, some of the first things which may come to our mind is the African diaspora shaped by the transatlantic trade, which brought millions of Africans to the so-called New World, where they encountered forms of oppression and resistance. In this review, now, in this review, we will delve into the shared experience, and this is how you begin this is, I love how we begin the, began the paper here. He said, we will, um, in this review, we will delve into the shared experiences, cultural bonds, and enjoying solidarity between African and American communities in the Caribbean. But of course, but then he goes on to say, I, as I try to collect valuable and meaningful information on my family tree running as to five and six generations, limited information on my heritage and identity was found, you know, and I noticed that. It is something I have noticed, even with, and as I read your work, a lot of persons cannot go far back as they trace their family heritage in Jamaica and the Caribbean. Uh, they, for some reason, at some point, there's, it starts to blur. For some period, there's some disappearance. We're not sure what happened. The same thing can be said of my family. I mean, I can go back to my 
great grandfather. But then when he started to, after that, it's kind of, there's, I don't know what is happening. It's kind of weird. It's some, it's, it's this, uh, it's just, all we have is what the Europeans say. And that's what they bring. I, I, it's just, but when, as I read this paper, he said, as I try to collect, as he tries to collect valuable and meaningful information on my family tree, one into five and six generations, limited information on my heritage and identity was found. He said limited. And that seemed to be the case when you start to limited. But the information is there, by the way, when you start to look at the archives and do certain archival studies. But, um, I, I, but it was quite interesting. He said that as I tried to collect valuable and meaningful information on my family tree, wanting to... Um, so, um, one into five and six generations, limited information on my heritage was found. In the research I conducted, I realized that my great-grandfather is a descendant of, of the Maroons. I was told they got dark and beautiful. They got dark and beautiful. That's interesting. He said they got dark and beautiful skin and hair color. Hair looking Indians, I'm, I'm sorry, beautiful skin and hair looking Indians, but with darker skin color, However, this contrasts with what we have thought, which with what we have thought over the years by historians and teachers. And that's where it was a bit anachronistic, but um but anyway, this was quite interesting. And then he presented another paper. Um what I had said to him, but he did not what um and my by the way, I I indicate one of the issues with with his paper was um, he got a good grade, but um, when you interact, I said one important thing when, when doing interaction papers are reflecting on content. Listen to this very important point I'm making. I said, it was refreshing to read your introduction. It was perfect. His introduction was perfect. But I said, however, one thing, one important thing when doing interaction papers are reflecting on content within an academic setting is this it is good to highlight or lift up quotes and state points from the article sir yeah may i interrupt you yeah i get the feeling that the paper you are reading for romaine is the first paper that you gave us to chase yes 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 i thought yes. you were i thought you were i thought the paper you're going to share with us is a response to the brian conconan lecture well, he also presented that too, but this, okay. the same response for both of them, where um, what I was looking, um, I indicated that it is good to highlight or to lift up quotes and state points from the article. Supported yeah, but, by but, but I'm thinking that I'm thinking that if he's if he's writing about his ancestry, there will be yes. nothing for him to pick up any quotes or anything like that. It was responding to a lecture. Right, right, but um, he had no. He, he made some assertions there without without um, providing any supporting, without supporting his, um, his paper. It's always good to, to, to provide some kind of source. Say for example, somebody else wrote the same paper and quoted the Gleaner. Okay, somebody, so in a sense, it's all when you write interaction paper, even if it is ethnographic and it's personal, you also want to just provide some kind of support. And the second thing is, you want to lift up what one or two persons have said in um in the paper. Say, for example, the one on Haiti. Um, comments are made. 
Yes. Excuse me, please. Before you go further, I just want to find out um, mm -hmm. how many submissions are there where assignments are concerned, please? Two, just three, two personal, one group work. Oh, right. oh um, I mean, how many have, um, have been submitted already? Just two. Um, the class because I'm just wondering if I'm missing something here. One on Haiti with Brian, one on the Heritage UIHS, and of oh, course, okay. I, I asked, and I asked to do the one with life on life and death as a group as a group work. But as I said to you, um, say for example, if you're going to talk about, let's if you want to talk about Brian 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 well, it, there was no bibliography in either, or no reference being made to. To anything it was just written and submitted without no reference without no reference point nothing um it is always good to include a reference or assume support, even if you're interacting with other content you also you want to go outside you want to also extend it and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what i mean as i i'm gonna pull up another paper and and but I, what i said to him um and by the way some of the it was a you have to be careful that it's not repetitive but it was a good paper but let's look at Dane. Now, I said, Dane was quite interesting. I found his paper quite interesting. And, um, and, and he, I said to him, thanks for including a reference and providing a bibliography at the end. Okay? I said, thanks for including a reference and providing. Uh, his paper was uh, quite interesting, by the way. Um, let me see what paper. Oh, he, both, by the way, the response I gave to Romain was both, he, he submitted both one time. Okay, and both paper did not have no source. And even, say for example, say for example, you could say John. It was quite interesting that say for John Brian Concanen had said X Y Z. In my estimation, it's good to just for example include a quote, include the statement that is being made, and probably refer it out, reference it with some other things that you have read about the subject matter what we are discussing. But anyways, then I was. Then I found your paper. I said, thanks for including a reference. Although you are interacting with the class presentation with Mr. Concain, and you still provided a reference which supported your interaction. I, your use of it was great. Okay. I said, I loved how you showed the connection between freedom and oppression. Maybe I should share. Maybe you should. You know what? You want to share, you want to share it with the class? Share, share what? The paper? Yes. Okay, if you if you want me to the class wants me. Yes, I want you to share it, but and I want because you make some very you make some points I want to lift up. And I said I loved how you showed the connection between freedom and oppression. It was quite novel how you did that. That was good. And I said the second point was Western rule equals wealth. Now you quoted somebody that uh, you quoted a person that says under French rule, um, Haiti, uh, Haiti prospered. But then I noticed something. While while non-Western rule and control, they were impoverished or poverty. In a sense, you it was quite the contrast was quite interesting. Under Western rule, that equals wealth. Under non-Western rule. And control it equals poverty. And then I ask you a question: Was that the lesson to be learned, or the logic enforced by the oppressive policies or powerful countries that 
within Western rule, then we, they'll do well because you made the point that Haiti prospered under French rule and you quoted you quoted somebody. You didn't quote us in the class. You, you went as far as to get external information and that was good to support your interaction. That was novel. But then I asked the question, so, and based on your line of argument, you made the point that on the French rule, they did well, but then, I, but then on the non-Western rule and control, Haiti's poor. So the point to the question is, was that the lesson to be learned or the logic enforced by the oppressive policies of powerful countries? Because you made reference to policies, the oppressive policies. Was, the lesson, was that the lesson to be learned that under Western influence and so on, then it equals well. But once that is removed, then that's poverty. Is that the kind of what they call truth, in a sense, a truth in life within a capitalist westernized world where without and with, within and without? Okay, is, so I ask the question, was that, um, was that the lesson to be learned or the logic that they were trying to enforce by 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 the oppressive policies of powerful nations and i'm going to ask you to probably want you to read your paper and then i ask another question and i won't make it make i won't say it until we, you, we hear your paper so share your paper with us because question three i asked a very important question go ahead um could you share it with us i'm i'm doing that now i'm doing all right. that all right you have the floor all right, so I'm I'm sharing the paper online as well um as a visual so that those who wish to oh, follow. thank you, thank you so much. So I said, yeah, one thing that is clear to me is that slavery and oppression ended in one sense but continued in another. Haiti, having received freedom, quote unquote, from French rule, became financial slaves. Despite the brutality of its enslavement, Haiti had to repay France for losing income. It is like a wicked step-parent who savagely mistreated a stepchild, but demanded that every red cent that was spent on the child be repaid to the parent once that child becomes an adult. Additionally, the child is expected to pay the parent for the loss of income the parent will suffer for having to hire someone to do the work the stepchild did. This move has only kept Haiti in poverty and a state of dependency. It is quite in keeping with Jesus' statement, for, for, for to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, although in a different context. It is amazing, disturbing even, to say, that, to say the least, of how the U.S. joined force, joined with France, one of its closest allies, to block the intentions of the Asian government to seek restitution for all the years of having to repay France. Powerful nations often join forces and resources in order to keep the poorer countries poor and the weaker nations weak. I was amazed at the statement that France, the US and Great Britain has less than should they have less than 6% of the world's population, but hold 60% of the voting rights at the United Nations Security Council. I see it as a dangerous imbalance and a clear doorway for exploitation and cronyism among these powerful states. Ironically, 
U.S. does not want its people to be part of the peacekeeping force in Haiti, yet want other countries, particularly Caribbean nations, to join that force. It brought back fresh and recent memories of Jamaica's own prime minister pushing for Jamaica to send members to our members of our security forces to Haiti. This was met with much resistance and backlash, at least at the grassroots level. People were most indignant that Jamaica already has a crime issue that we are not managing yet. Managing, yet we want to send our forces to manage another's state of affair. Persons were also concerned about losing their loved ones as they heard and saw the atrocities being committed in Haiti. On the one hand, one could say that we are not being our brother's keepers by not lending support to Haiti. On the other hand, one, one can appreciate the old Jamaican adage, learn to dance a yard before you dance abroad. How do we help to fix? How do we help to fix in another's country a problem that we ourselves cannot fix here? How do we tame a monster else, elsewhere when we have not been able to tame ours? When the security forces go off to another place to keep the peace, will it not put strain, extra strain on our remaining security personnel and increase the level of crime here? And I cannot help but to wonder why our PM was so quick and ready to send our forces on this mission. What deal was made with the US and possibly other allies that would prompt him to make such a decision or even consider it? According to Hillman and D'Agostino, 2009, quote, under French rule, Haiti became one of the most valuable colonial possessions of the world. Nearly two centuries after acquiring independence, it is now widely regarded as the most impoverished country in the Western Hemisphere, end quote. Haiti paid a price for freedom, a price they are still paying today. I can only imagine that there may be people within and outside of Haiti that think they should have remained under France. This is a common long-standing debate in Jamaica. Um, and the question is, were we better off under the British and should we have remained under the British? I believe every nation deserves the right to self-governance. I do not think it is the independence that caused Haiti. So I, th think, so, so I think this is where you might be misunderstanding me. I do not think it is the independence that caused Haiti or Jamaica to be in the situation that they are in. I believe it is the oppressive policies and treatment by powerful nations with respect to their former colonies who wanted their freedom that have brought, to the, brought them to the place where they are. It is that diabolic injustice and needs to be addressed and called what it is. These nations need to be held responsible for their, their actions, but by whom? The UN? I hardly think so. The United Nations, quote, quote unquote, means that some nations are united for an issue and others are united against. We can only hope that the efforts of those who are fighting for Haiti's liberation, restitution and rebuilding will not be in vain. We can only hope that the superpowers of the world will relent and from genuine hearts, restore what was taken and what was lost to Haiti. And we can only hope 
that the leaders who emerge thereafter will not be easily bought by the superpowers, lest Haiti finds herself in similar, if not worse, predicament as it is currently in. Go back to the top a little bit where you said something about under the British. You said that, um, there we go, right there, you said, I can only imagine that there may be people within and outside of Haiti that think they should have remained under France. And I know, say, for example, Jamaica is now having a debate as to whether or not we should get we should um, uh, get rid of the, the, the monarchy altogether. Right. There are those who are for there are those who are for those, there are those who believe that Jamaica is going to be worse off. Okay, but there and but you may you allude to that. You allude to the whole fact that um, the strategy, the strategy of 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 privilege of 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 continue to promote a kind of image in the world that says we need the westernized we need the colonial master we need you know we not we can't govern ourselves um and so policies are created globe internationally and so on to ensure that we even that we ourselves cannot trust ourselves mm -hmm. Because of because you said well maybe we're better off under the French, but then you know I take issue with Hilburn because Hilburn I don't know who is Hilburn where is she from? Hilburn. Because Hilburn makes a statement that says under French they were wealthy, but when the when they landed on Saint Domingue it was already lush with land and beauty. So this historian is writing and. And, and in a heavy-handed way, and made the point on the French, Haiti was great. But, on, okay, so in a sense, I, I believe that that particular, that particular... Uh, is, is he saying it was great? I had noticed the choice of words here, um, yeah. where he says, uh, let me go back to it. Okay, Haiti became one of the most valuable colonial possessions, most valuable colonial... Colonial oh, okay. Of the, the world. Words. It became, okay, the most valuable, yes. Colonial possessions. So in other yes. words, the, the colonial master take it out. Just as you would have said, they would, they would have come and saw wealth and claim it for their own and put policies and laws into place to secure their own thievery. Yes. So it became a colonial possession to them. Yes. But, it, but, in, but in, the, in essence, when they left, they took the wealth with them and cause yes. hate to become poor. So my point is that it is not independent, so to speak, that has, that has made Jamaica or Haiti impoverished in any context. It is, the, it is the policies that the former colonial masters would have imposed upon them that yes. caused them to become impoverished. And if what? the leaders, if we, if we get to that place of restitution and, and, and restoration of the wealth, it is the leaders who emerge thereafter, their responsibility to manage it and not be pressured by, 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 by outside um, ruling so that the country may become wealthy and remain wealthy. But once you allow the policies of the outsiders to dictate to you, then the wealth is going to eventually go back to them. Very good. Uh, by the way, I'm going to revise your grade. I'm going to give you an A. I don't know why I said A minus, but I'm going to give you a, a. The paper was well done, well written. You written within the cultural culture of Jamaica. I love the language. I love the 
the examples, it was well done. You will get an A for that paper. Just so you know, I said to you in question three, it seems paradoxical. And right, I realized that you seem to misunderstand what I was saying. Yes, to state that freedom pays a price. Then you went on to say that you do not agree that independence led to the price, but then argue that powerful nations' oppressive policies led to poverty due to independence. Um, and I said that you may need to clarify here. Um, um, so that, but then you just clarified just now. Okay. So I had said that it seems paradoxical and ambiguous, just a little bit. It seems, notice I said seems. I no. never said that it is. Okay. Never it is, it is, it will only be seemed because and I am sub a subjective person. So I will just, and then I will leave it up to you to clarify. So I said it seems paradoxical that to state that, well, you say freedom pays a price. So yeah, you pay a price for your freedom. But then went on to say that. It wasn't independent, um, or when, um, you do not agree that independence led to the price, but then you argue that powerful nations apart oppressive policies led to poverty right, right. due to the independence. Right. Okay, same thing as freedom, you know what I mean? So I wasn't sure, but I think I clearly understand where you're going at the point you're making. And by so that was good. I'm going to revise your grade and give you a, the paper was very well done. I appreciate it. I, you should, this paper should be published, okay? I'm going to keep it on hand for and to discuss this paper with you later on with, in terms of including it somewhere. But it's, you want to keep that paper and um, protect it and for publication, okay? In fact, you should publish it in the Jacobin magazine. Send a copy up on the pages. It's three pages? Uh, yeah, about that, yes. It's a long paper, um, but actually, I don't know if... Um, you could you should send a copy to the to the Gleaner, right? Letters, letters at Gleaner.com. That's the um, let me see. And if you guys submit paper and it publish it, it will be you'll get an extra mark. What's the let me see if I remember the um, it was what uh, letters, letters at GleanerJM.com. Send it to letters at GleanerJM.com. Okay, I think um, it was very well done. There's also another place called submittable.com. You guys should create an account at submittable.com where you can. It gives you access to every magazine in the world where you can just submit stuff and get it published. Submittable.com. Submittable. S-U-B-M-I-T-T-A-B-L-E. Submittable.com. Okay. But um, I want to include it in, um, in the later on as we think about developing a Caribbean thought journal. And as we think about, um, and also there is a, the Nearly Board Journal on my website and also the Nearly Board Post. I could include that, but I want, let's see if the Gleaner publishes it first. And, um, and there are other places where you could publish, but I like it. I like it. Very well done. Very well done. So now that's what I'm, that's an interaction paper, but you notice my, how I interacted with the question that I asked. I have some key takeaways. I loved how you showed the connection between freedom and oppression. That was very good. And, um, and this price, you make a very important point. Jamaica, and you even bring it back to Jamaica. You notice how this is Caribbean studies. You talk about Jamaica under the British as against Jamaica um, not under the British and how and the feelings towards that and how and the, and how we are and in terms maybe that's due to colonization and of course oppressive policies, policies that forces the point. You ever talk about force forcing them forcing a mango? or picking a, a green mango to try to make, you know, you're forcing a point, forcing a logic. You can force the logic, 
by creating the conditions. Say, for example, the U.S. took out an embargo on, on, on Cuba to make them fail, to make it look like communism or socialism or social democratism um, does not, does not, cannot guarantee any economic prosperity and freedom, only capitalism. And so they go as far as to create oppressive policies, such as creating embargoes to force the point that a particular narrative is the best, a particular logic is the best. Notice this very important point I'm making here. So you, in a sense, you, you, you make that point. The same thing, say, for example, with Venezuela, you know, um, Venezuela is a communist country and there are powerful countries that, and then of course, Venezuela could have been one of the most powerful countries in the region with their oil and so on and so forth. And so, but in a sense, powerful countries um, put embargoes and make international, and you talk about cronyism and how countries connect and collaborate, work together like Haiti and so on, Haiti and France. Sorry, France and the US work together over there, how they make, how they force a point, force a narrative by you, by you through policy. Or they say, okay, nothing black, no good. Or blacks can't manage their country. The black doesn't have anything successful. And then, of course, when Haiti became independent, they created the conditions to ensure that um, Haiti struggled. Right, 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 right. the point. You understand? Yes, yes, so, yes. And in a sense, you, you gave, you, you, that was good, man. I love it. That you, in a sense, you, you were, you were alluding to that point and, I, and that was beautiful. And then, um, and, and you brought it home to Jamaica, under Jamaica, under the British. And then even, and in a sense, how our education and how we are, the kind of education we are exposed to, you know, and, and you talk about the decisions that many Jamaicans, many Jamaicans are afraid or nervous and don't want to get with because of that same, the narrative that we have, oh, if we, if we move on the British, then we won't get this and we won't get that and, we, and we're going to have, we just won't, we won't be prosperous. And, but of course, based on what's happening in the world and how, and how our education, how we, are, and how we are exposed. So this is quite powerful. And we talk about Haiti under the French as well. You, you notice the narrative throughout former colonial, it's not just a Haiti, Jamaica, Cuba, all, it's, when you look at former colonized countries, this is the thing, this is the narrative and how policies in the world, it was a very good paper. I will revise your grade, and Chantel is not here, but remind me to, to CC this, when I CC her, because she helped me to put the grades into the, the spreadsheet. I'm upgrading your paper, your grade to an A, it was very well done. And, um, Sir. Yes. Um, not meaning to interrupt you here, but I just want to say to Dean, um, it was a very enlightening paper. I think it was very, very good. You know, my husband is listening to it as well. And he was like saying, I him write that. It sounds like it come out of one book. You know? So you yeah, know man. something, sir. I'm here like saying. Thank you, Susie. Thank but, you, Mr. Yes, darling. I, I'm just saying, sir, since this is a small class and yes. we are also, you know, so engaged in this and so why you just don't turn the work into one big group work and give everybody a A. We're so excited, right? <laughs> Listen, I second man, that um, notion. I second that. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I am very impressed. I he followed my he followed the template to a team, interacted with the subject. You could tell he's locked into the class. Very good. I love that. And I'm telling you, you should submit it to the gleaner. 
they will okay submit your paper to the gleaner um letters at yes, gleaner it's immaculate writing i will They're also really good writing. send it to letters to jake i'll send you the email letters to jacob let me see if i could find it um i'm sharing my resources with you guys uh letters no that one oops that's the one well let's go to my other email thing all right here we go compose let's go to this oops letters letters at jacobin.com all right i'm going to share with you uh a link where you can send your work all right let's go to chat i'll just send it to everybody you guys have this letters at gleaner jm.com letters and then there is letters at jacobin jacobin is in the u.s okay letters it's a u.s but that's fine we'll get to they put it um oh by the way this is one of the jacobin magazine okay they have and they, they do some a lot of caribbean stuff too see Walter Rodney published a letter in here. I have submitted several letters as well, and which will be published, so it's good. And then there's another one I'm going to send you where you can submit to. I will I will publish it in my mag in my journals in the Neoliberal Corporation as well, but not yet. Um, I want to see if Glina is going to publish it first, um, and so on. And you should start working on your next. We're working on a book now. <laughs> Please remember, part of this class is. We're doing a project towards developing a Caribbean thought academic journal. And I am I meet with the president at JTS tomorrow because I told him that at a university or the theological institution from the 1960s, Jamaica, we need a printing press. We need a printing press. JTS needs to have a printing press where we publish students' work. And that's one of the ways the school can make the JTS can make money. We need a printing press. Jamaica, JTS does not have one. We need one. Now I'm a publisher, but our, my company is a public. I publish. So I can, I said, I meet with him tomorrow. And of course I said, I've been busy working. Part of the plan that we're doing is we plan to set up a publishing, a publishing house and bookstore and so on in Jamaica, but I'm working at it. It's taken up a lot of my time. I've been very busy. I have, I've been very busy. Okay. But um, it was good. It was good. Um, thank you, Dane. So that was good. And then, and then you notice the question I ask you, ask you. That's good question, and you interact. That is interacting with stuff. Interacting. That's how you do interaction. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, okay, now let's go to. So I'm going to remind me to revise your grade and give you an A for that. I've given you an A minus. I don't know why, but was it because um, was it double spaced? I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody submitted a paper that wasn't double spaced. Um, when you submit academic paper, it was not. Oh, it's supposed to be double spaced, not single spaced. Okay, guys. And then Keisha, but Keisha is not here, so I don't even know if I should read Keisha's paper. Um, I would like her to be here, but I love, she presented us with some solutions. And I don't know if she do the surgery. I don't know if she, she, she's probably going to need time to recover. She won't be here until maybe next week, Monday. But um, I would love to share her paper with you guys. But Judine is here, and I would ask her, to share her, let me go back to here, close this out, go back to sent, and then, okay, here we go, Keisha. What did I say about Keisha? I said, Keisha, thank you for the paper. I appreciate how you were able to interact with the content and even provide some actual points and statements from the sources you were interacting with. 
um, you also went outside of the material to provide sources that pertains to the content you were writing about. This was indeed spot on. I must point out that you notice how the Gleaner source, you notice how the Gleaner source repeats what they were told, or what they were told of limited history. Um, re, they were repeating the same history that we are told. The Taino people were wiped out. But anything you read is like the, you know, the info they provided from the source she gave me about a genocide came from where? Where did it come from? The same historians who want us to believe that the Tainers were wiped out. Um, but, uh, but she provided, um, was it her paper I was reading or somebody else? But I, but I believe that I was reading one of her papers and it, I love this, she provided some solutions. Um, oh yes, it says, she said, um, talked about, she questioned whether some of the solutions, get rid of gangs and have an election. But that is easily said than done. And she talked about how that can be done. That's quite interesting. But, you know, I won't even read her paper. I'll have her read it. But then uh, Judine is, let me see, sent Chantel, Chantel. Uh, let me see if I could find that. Dean, Chantel, hmm. sent. I didn't do Judine. Judine. Uh, Mm. Okay, Judine. How are you, Judine? I'm reading your paper. Um, now, I think I made, I found some, I said the paper was written as a report, as a report with some interaction. But so you noticed how Dane interacted with the subject matter, something of that sort. We're looking at for interaction paper. Okay. But um, you made some powerful points worth lifting up. But um, let me see if I could find the paper, um, the powerful point that you lifted up. Um, let me see if I could find it here. Uh, reviewing the articles and the presentation, blah, blah, blah. We learned about the field. And uh, there's something I noted. You said they were, it was, unless it wasn't this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. Give me a minute here reviewing the article. The enslaved, blah, blah, blah. Other Caribbean countries must realize they will suffer the same fate as Haiti if they revolt because global power dominates our education. Most Caribbean people must know the correct history. Caribbean leaders must abandon their wrong mindset. The debate has made us see that because the world powers realize they have stood on blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you, uh, anyway, I'm trying to, uh, unless I was reading somebody else's paper, but somebody was saying that it's going to be difficult to bring about change, unless I was reading somebody else's paper. Ah, you said most Caribbean islands lack solidarity. In other words, share your paper with us, because I found maybe I might get a different insight. Because when I, when Dane read it, I got a different insight. Jadine, welcome. Let me hear your paper. Share it with us, because you have some powerful points, which, and we will end with your presentation. Um, are you here? Anyways, you said that half the work of writing history is hiding the truth. That was powerful. It would have been great if you, um, you said this was appropriate for the history of Haiti. Um, 
when you start papers, oh, it's always good not to start with a quote. Okay, you um, that one thing I, I that's one thing I learned about writing. You when especially an original work that you're presenting or interacting, you always you don't start with a quote. You actually start with your own words, and then you can incorporate it beautifully. The quote, a quote, beautifully. So you could say, well, you said the image of Haiti that has been painted is one of voodoo and poverty. In fact, according to Josh Whedon, half the work of writing history is hiding the truth. And the presentation in Caribbean thought serves to inform and inspire people to appreciate this beautiful, oh, mm, the, the presentation in Caribbean thought serves to expound and to provide insight as to how this is done and being done to the Caribbean region. Okay, you see, you saw, you see, you see how I worked it into. You start to, uh, you, it would have been good for you to start by the second sentence when you, you, you could have started. You start, you should have started with this: the image of Haiti that has been painted is one of voodoo and poverty. In fact, according to Josh Whedon. And I quote, half the work of writing history is hiding the truth. Therefore, the presentation in Caribbean thought served as an insight to expand and to expound or to provide or to highlight how this is done and being done in the Caribbean or to the Caribbean region. And then you could say after that, the international community has gone to great lengths to keep people in poverty because they fought for and gained freedom. Most Caribbean islands lack solidarity towards them. Hmm, that's, a, that's an accusation. Is that, okay, fine, but is that true? That kind of, no, that kind of thing where you said most Caribbean islands lack solidarity towards them? No, that is a, that statement is powerful when you said most Caribbean islands lack solidarity. Now, I, in some sense, I agree with you. I do. Okay. I agree with you that uh, most Caribbean islands lack solidarity towards the Haitian because when you see the kind of support we are getting from the, um, from the petition that we are doing, okay, and even some backlash when people, even some of the backlash that we are getting from some Caribbean people, would speak, speak truth to what you have said here. What has been the support of Caribbean people? Some Caribbean islands won't even allow um, and, and look down upon Haitians, don't even want the Haitians to come into their country as refugees or, as, or, to, or, as a, or to seek asylum. Okay. Some Caribbean islands, they don't want you to spend in those um, or, and help to alleviate the poverty because they are looking on their own. We are, we are poor. And so, yeah, that's, so that's an even. And then, of course, you could even point to one of the, the letters. Okay, you did. You said the talk began with a well, And then you begin by saying the talk began with a brief description. So that statement is, one, is a profound, it's, it's as if you're making a premise. A statement like that definitely would need support. 
you don't you don't want to leave that hanging okay then you said the talk with but then you said the talk began but i agree with you by the way the talk began with a brief description of haiti's history um recent elections in haiti a struggle for democracy and rebuilding haiti the role of international support a struggle for democracy discussed the 1994 election and how haitians organized nonviolent protests against voting fraud it explains how caribbean countries including jamaica stood by while injustice took their caribbean brothers and sisters place jackson jonas and joe trembling were acquitted after a contentious trial jonas and you are giving us just um, a summary of the report here uh but um but notice by the way somebody asks about what solutions i mean i mean what how can we what solutions are there but you by point you pointed this out in your presentation about how in 2004 and the 1990s well 1994 that elections they were organized they had a relatively peaceful elections or non-violent election like you know and and if if not if haiti and if haiti can do that then it means that they can have elections and then somebody talk about um keisha said we need to get rid of gangs and and get rid of and have elections how do we do that but then of course in 1994 they did just that so if they did it before they can do it again so foreign penetration in haiti in popping up a de facto it's kind it's kind of interesting that they will pop up a de facto president okay who is holding on to power without facilitating any kind of democratic restoration and then the haitians are calling uh uh right uh some haitians are uh, marching, uh, calling against that. They're saying we need, we need, we we want to have an election. We want government. We want to operate as a democratic nation. But the person in power is object, in a sense, is objecting to that. And you have those outside of Haiti, outside of the Caribbean, who is, in a sense, promoting a regime that is against the restoration of democracy. So, in a sense, it, it seems conspiratorial. And we talk about elite, you know, how some people within up make it bad for others. We talk about the house slave mentality. Anyways. But of course, you know, that's how you could interact with that in a sense. But um, by the way, you continue. You said reviewing the article and the presentation resulted in specific findings and observations. One. Uh, and you could say, why are we reviewing the article? In the language... Okay, that's fine. I won't say, I know it's okay. It's reviewing the articles and presentations resulting in specific findings and observations. Um, you could, why I would like to lift up some presentations. I mean, so I would like to lift up some findings, some key findings and observations from my reading of the, um, of, of, of the articles presented in class based on the presentation. And, Sorry, on the, check the chat. Um, but that's fine. Um, are we late? But no, but you made an important point here that I wanted to go through. You said we learn we learn about the field enslaved persons and um the enslaved house persons thought they were house persons, thought they were superior to the enslaved field persons. They were unaware that they are all enslaved. Most Caribbean countries have the same stance regarding Haiti. Um, okay, so you are other Caribbean countries must realize they will suffer the same. But this was important. Now, this is an important point I wanted to raise from your article. You said that other Caribbean countries must realize they will suffer the same fate. But 
um, well, as Haiti, if they revolt, that I mean, if they revolt, or if they were to surreptitiously take their in, uh, have gotten their independence, but you said, be, uh, sorry, took their independence instead of gaining it, because global, because global power dominates our education, so on and so forth. But um, but I made the point, uh, I made the point that um. You made some powerful points, and um, and that's about it. You made some you and I, but I, I just wanted to point to remember to interact, have a conversation with the um, with the argument. Okay, have a conversation with the argument. Okay, Judine, but um, let me see who is this. Maybe he is not. What's that? Oh. <laughs> so okay. Um I know, but we'll we'll end it. We'll wrap up um from that. But um it was you made some very good points from that. Okay, but um later later on just developed it in a more more deeper conversation. Um and you could just interact with a I know you were trying to include everything in an in interaction paper, but in fact, you could have this, you could also highlight a particular aspect and interact with it. Um, I understand that 37 Haitians arrived in Jamaica on a boat yesterday. I was not aware of that. In fact, I was all over social media and the new, and I did not see that anywhere. 37 okay. What today. Was today. Today it what, came out. Today it came out. So you probably wouldn't have seen it yesterday. Okay, okay, so probably later on tonight, I'm probably going to see that. 37 Haitians came to Jamaica, arrived in Jamaica on a boat yesterday. Including children, including in minors. And, that's, okay. and, it, and, it, and the boat is so small. I wonder how so many of them held it, holding that. Oh, wow. So um, what, what are Jamaicans saying about that? Um, I've not got, gotten a chance to look at the comments yet because at the time when it was posted, not many comments were there. Right there. Okay, I'm um, gonna end. You can go on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and you'll see. Yes, I'm about to go as soon as I end the class. I'm gonna go and read all about this particular story, what's going on in Jamaica. I'm gonna end the class now. I would like you, Dane, to submit your paper. Keisha had a good paper. Some of several of you have other papers. When I'm done, I'm gonna finish marking the papers, and I'll make my comment. Okay, but um, and if you others of you have papers, so write especially with this whole Haitian thing going on right now. And 37 Jamaica, 37 came to Jamaica. They probably gonna would publish your story right away because that's what's going on right now. This Haitian thing, and so you want to jump on that day and sub, and send that to the Gleaner real quickly. Um, do your corrections, um, one or two corrections. The highlight, there's some stuff that were highlighted, but apart from that, you wanna submit it. I can't wait to publish it, but I'm gonna wait to publish it. If, if now, if after two days the Gleaner doesn't publish it then we will publish it in our in our website because if the gleaners see that i have published it they won't publish it in theirs okay, okay. but i want all right um so i would love for you to sub to submit it to the gleaner and also to letters at jacobin.com i'm sorry letters to the letters to the, the email i sent you letters to jacobin that's about it um guys and um Kayan said i'm surprised he hasn't mentioned it yes i know i mean we sometimes we don't get it we get it like in a few minutes later on but um but thank you so much guys it was a good class uh we missed one or two people where it was absent today but um on wednesday we will continue um where we, we were supposed to do fans fan on so wednesday when we come 
we'll, we'll begin we'll looking we'll finish we'll resume france fanon talking about france fanon the martinican and then we're going to talk about yeah oh Chantel burton where were you so uh, about the, um, I mean, because I had a, a family um, emergency thing, but um, I just came back, sir. Sir, remember you have the, um, the, the, the corruption of people show them as well? Yes, for oh, the fun. next class. Yes, the French Fanon. So we're going to continue with French Fanon okay. and, and, um, and, and Walter Rodney. And um, the, the story on Bishop, I think I talk about in my book, Neoliberalism, I think there. I think I talk about the issue with Maurice Bishop in this, so I will publish a little bit of it for you. Um, I didn't even go. There's so many things. This is my this course. The material in this course is, is so much to get into, but that's fine. But guys, I want to thank you guys, and um, I'm, I can't wait to come out to Jamaica and see you guys. Okay. Um, okay. Really, we're gonna. I'm gonna see you guys, and we're gonna have a big. We're gonna have a big group thing together hopefully all my caribbean thought i want to have a, a thing where i want to invite you all okay um to, we're going to meet together because we understand that we guys because of the online thing people are not really all over the place so hopefully when i come we can i'm planning i want to plan something where all of you are invited this is good but i pray that um you continue to grow and to develop familiarize yourself with the material and we will we'll meet on wednesday okay if you guys continue to read the gleaner submit articles have twitter accounts um facebook accounts linkedin reddit TikTok, engage right yes um, Sir? yes chantel uh, i think we are, i'm also going to have uh, i think three to four more classes remaining the person should should start with um doing their sign up papers already to send it to you by the and on the course before the exam starts all right all right did you hear dane's presentation today i mean his paper he read good by the way you guys are all you guys all have your attributions friend. you are all great students i'm telling you that okay you i appreciate every single one of you the efforts you guys are making and the development i am seeing that is great and okay so and i appreciate the opportunity to facilitate this course thank you guys May God bless you and keep you and continue to be great. And remember, don't keep what you have learned for yourself. Share it with others in order and empower others. What good. Bye-bye, sir. Bye-bye. We'll talk, Chantel. Okay, I know, sir. I wouldn't talk today. I've been so... I tell you, I've been busy. We, we have a lot on our plate. A lot. I'm I overwhelmed. I'm, I am overwhelmed, I'm telling you. But we'll talk. 